What's going on, y'all, and welcome back to the No Limit Lab. I'm your host, Eloy, and today we're going to be talking about going over and reviewing Ahsoka, a series headed, directed, and written by Dave Filoni. It takes place after the Book of Boba Fett, after Mandalorian Season 3. It is starring Rosario Dawson as the one, the only Ahsoka Tano. Those of you who don't know who Ahsoka Tano is, a brief little explanation. She was introduced in the 2008 Clone Wars movie, a Star Wars film that came out in 2008. I was eight years old. Uh, she was also one of the main characters of Star Wars The Clone Wars, which was a TV show that ran from, I believe, 2008 to 2000 and I want to say 14 until it was picked back up and brought back in 2000 and I believe 20, I think it was. Um Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters in all Star Wars. Uh, Ahsoka did not have that same sentiment from the fans when she first was introduced in 2008. Everyone thought she was annoying. Everybody didn't like the character. I will cast and say everybody, but a majority, 95% of the audience didn't like Ahsoka. She was annoying, and people just didn't take to the character. And I believe that was by design from Dave Filoni, because throughout the Clone Wars, Ahsoka goes on a character arc that makes her from this very cocky, brash apprentice to a well-thought-out, very reserved in a way, very patient uh, Padawan into a Jedi Master that we see her now. She didn't always start off and become the character she is now from the beginning. So as the years went on, it was always great to see Ahsoka go on missions and see Ahsoka mature and develop as a Jedi throughout the, the Clone Wars series. There's parts, you know, where Ahsoka starts to be the one that's, like, trying to pull Anakin back. Like, hey, let's not make a dumb decision here. Let's think about this or whatever. And then Anakin, a couple of times, has to, you know, listens to his apprentice and is like, you know what, you're right. We need to be patient. We need to use, you know, um, some better judgment here. So... Uh, when this show was announced, I was very weary about it because I was like, okay, is this going to be a good Star Wars show or are we going to get just a formulaic fan service, fan service, fan service with no substance? And I want to say we didn't get that because there are there are some things that I'm going to talk about that I did not like about the show and there are some things I'm going to talk about that I did like about the show. Is the show perfect? No, it's not perfect. It's far from perfect. It's far from terrible. It's far from bad. I think that this show has shown that Dave Filoni, like George Lucas, needs some people with him to help him guide through or to help guide him through making a show. Um, I think that there are some things that I would think that Dave Filoni should understand that happened in the show where I'm like, what, what are you doing here, dude? Like, I thought that, that you would understand that that's not how this works. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But this show, uh, I thought it was going to be like Kenobi towards like, okay, cool. They're going to bait us in with a character that we all love. And then they're going to bait and switch us and make it about something else and just make it a complete shit show. Kenobi to me is a complete shit of a show. Complete shit show. Because we think that we're going to get this great story about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin's relationship, and we're going to get flashbacks, and we barely got any of that, and it was just, to me, a big letdown, and it just brought a bunch of stuff that I did not want to see. If you really want to know what I think about Kenobi, go listen to my Kenobi reviews each episode I did. Um, it's a, it's probably my least favorite Star Wars show, aside from 
Book of Boba. Book of Boba and that one are probably my least favorite Star Wars show. It's like a fucking debate between those two. I'm not sure which one is the worst one, from in my opinion. Um, because it, those shows ruined a lot about what I care about, what I like about those characters. So, um, yeah. I thought Ahsoka was going to be that. It was not that. Uh, Ahsoka does take place after Rebels as well. And Ahsoka does involve a lot of Rebels characters, which I'm going to be honest... I don't have any emotional connection to whatsoever. I don't care about Sabine. I don't care about um, Hera. I don't care about Jason. I don't care about Ezra. I don't care about any of these characters. The reason I say that is because I didn't watch Rebels. I watched some episodes of Rebels, like the ones with uh, Darth Vader uh, and Ahsoka like fighting and stuff. Like Those are the important episodes. But that show is strictly made for kids. Now, one can say that about the Clone Wars, but the Clone Wars matured as it went on. Rebels, in my opinion, didn't do that. It was just, like a lot of Rebels episodes are just fucking pointless episodes. Like they're just, it's just stupid. There's no, what's the, there's no arc. Clone Wars had arcs. Rebels, in my opinion, didn't. Maybe not until the very end where we get like the Twin Suns episode or, or Vader and Ahsoka or the ending. Like to me, a lot of it, like I just didn't care about a lot of it because I'm like, I didn't, I, when I was, when Rebels came out, I was in high school already. I was like, I, I'm kind of done really watching Star Wars media for a while until the movies come out. And they just couldn't get me to care about a show that just to me didn't feel like it was going to be that important. I don't really care. Like coming into this show, we get introduced to Sabine. We get introduced, not coming into the, well, coming into the show, we get introduced to Sabine. We get introduced to Hera, which I don't care about either one of them. Like, I'm sorry. It's just not there. I don't have any connection with these characters. So when stuff happens to them, I don't really care. I really don't care. Like, the whole goal is to find Ezra. I don't care. He's not. I never cared about Ezra when I saw him. I don't care about Ezra now. Um, I appreciate Dave Filoni trying to, you know, uh, I guess, like, go back to these characters that he created. But I don't, like I said, I don't really care about most of these characters. So anyway, let's go ahead and talk about the show. I'm talking about what I didn't like. I'm not going to go through every single um, plot thing. I'm, I'm just going to talk about what I did like and what I didn't like and what I thought about the story. So the basic premise of this show, we are teased about this in Mandalorian Season 2, that uh, Ahsoka is looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Morgan Elsbeth and Ahsoka get into a fight in uh, Mandalorian Season 2, where she questions her about the... Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? They're looking for Ezra. They want to make sure that Thrawn is not alive so they can basically sweep this threat out of the galaxy. Um, and apparently they were going to take a lot of inspiration from Heir to the Empire, which is a Thrawn, I believe, book or novel. And I don't really, and I haven't read it. I know a little bit about it, but I know that there's like a lot to live up to when it comes to that novel. And there's a lot in there that's not in our universe. So when they're doing this, I'm like, okay. I'm going to just kind of go into it with an open mind. I'm not really expecting much because when I go in expecting a bunch of stuff, I end up, you know, being disappointed. And, you know, I'm not with the whole fan theories thing all the time where people, I guess, will just put shit in their mind and then they get really pissed off. Oh, my God. I read that Darth Maul's going to come back. In my opinion, I'm just like, why the fuck would you think Darth Maul's going to come back at all? Like, he's been, the character's dead. It's not like he's still alive somewhere in the galaxy. 
It makes no sense. I think you're just reaching at that point, and then when you don't get Darth Maul, you get pissed off. To me, that's like, you got no reason to be pissed off. Um, so, I don't know. When this whole thing plays out in the show, like all the, the story and everything, it's a little, I don't know. It, it kind of doesn't, it kind of does and doesn't make sense at the same time. There are characters in here that I did not think I would like that I ended up actually liking a lot more than the main characters. And those characters are Balin Skull and Shin Hattie. I think that Balin Skull's story is a lot more interesting than whatever Ahsoka was doing in this show. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't hate Ahsoka. I'm not going to be this bandwagon hates Rodario, Rosario Dawson person that everybody hate, that everybody just doesn't like. Um, a lot of people don't like Rosario Dawson in the show because they say she's very emotionless in the show. She doesn't have any emotion. She just has that one face. And... I guess I can understand why you say that, but there's an arc that she kind of goes on where she is kind of like a gray Jedi at the beginning and becomes like, I don't know, like she, after her time with Anakin, spoiler alert, after her time with Anakin in the world between worlds, you see Ahsoka change in her attitude, the way she carries herself. She's more confident. When she left the Jedi Order, she kind of was just disappointed with the Jedi and disappointed with herself. And she carries that burden of, I could have did more even after she finds out Anakin was Darth Vader for the rest of her life until now. So, you know, it's just a weird, it's not weird, but it's just like a, uh, a thing you have to pay attention to if you've been paying attention to all Star Wars media since. Now, I can understand for casual fans, it may not make any sense. You may be like, what the hell? She's just boring, blah, blah, blah. You know, so. But the whole goal is that they are trying to, Balin Skull and Shin Hadi at the beginning of the show, rescue Morgan Ellsworth. Elsbeth, 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 who is hot, by the way, they uh, rescue Morgan Elsbeth, who is hot, by the way, from a from a New Republic cruiser. Uh, they break her out of the little prison cell that she's in there, and they basically are working for Thrawn and working for her, and they're going to try to get to a different galaxy where Thrawn is apparently at and reunite with him and form their new army slash alliance together. And right away... You know, we take inspiration from the Phantom Menace with the two Jedi boarding the Trade Federation ship, and then these two Sith apparently joining, uh, join, joining and uh, aboarding the, I guess, Rebel ship or the New Republic ship. It's pretty cool. Uh, it, I, I don't know Balin's look and Shin's look. They're just they just look so cool. They're orange lightsabers, which is like they're not red lightsabers. Their lightsabers are orange. They're orange because. Balin has not completely embraced the dark side. Neither has Shin. And it's a conflicted lightsaber. Their crystal hasn't bled all the way. And for those of you who don't know about um, kyber crystal bleeding, when a Jedi turns into a Sith and turns to the dark side, they bleed their, their kyber crystal through their hate and their passion to the dark side, and it ends up breaking their crystal and turning it red. So... I guess Balin and Shin did that at some point, but Balin is still conflicted in... He's not a fully evil being. Balin has a very conflicted character with certain motives. But he is by far my favorite character in all of the show. I've talked about this with people when I went to uh, Comic-Con. They fucking thoroughly enjoyed uh, Balin's skull a lot more than Ahsoka. And um, I'm not sure if that's what they were going for. But rest in peace to Ray Stevenson because he passed away a couple of months ago and we're not really going to see what happens with him, unfortunately, unless they recast, which I'm, I'm hearing that they are going to recast. But anyway, 
So after they get Morgan Elsbeth, they basically are trying to get to the new galaxy where Thrawn is at. And they're going to build this giant hyperspace ring, which I thought was really cool. Um, Ahsoka enlists the help of Sabine. When we introduced Sabine, I don't really like her introduction. Right away, I did not like Sabine. I never cared about Sabine in Rebels. I never cared about her here. I just thought she was really annoying. Um, the cocky, brash attitude. The cocky, brash attitude is something I don't like with a lot of Star Wars characters. Aside from, like, Anakin. Um... And the only time I really like Anakin like that is in episode three. Like, that's the, like, I don't really like Anakin's attitude in episode two. I think he's just in front of a fucking baby bitch. And in episode three, I really, like, after watching the Clone Wars, I really like Anakin. Um, I didn't like Anakin that much. I liked him, but I didn't like him as much as I do now before the Clone Wars came out. The Clone Wars really redeemed Anakin in a lot of eyes, making him much more of a cool, um, I guess, tragic character versus, like, you know just seeing him in the movies because you just see him in the movies you just you kind of you know unless you just like a stan you're not really gonna like him as a character as a person but um i didn't like sabine i didn't i still don't really care for sabine they kind of toned her down a little bit in the show um i didn't really care for her but apparently she has this piece of a map that ezra had or that they had and they're going to basically get it taken from them by uh shin morgan and balin so they can help put the rest of the map together to go find uh, Thrawn and find what galaxy he's at. And they succeed in this mission. Sabine ends up getting in a lightsaber fight with Shin and ends up getting stabbed. I thought that was probably one of the stupidest things that I have seen in recent Star Wars media. That has to be up there with uh, the cursing in Andor. I don't know. Like I, th I think this is a little more worse because... She gets stabbed. She's not a Jedi. She gets stabbed and she survives because of technology. But somehow, Qui-Gon Jinn couldn't find the will to live when he got stabbed in The Phantom Menace. I thought it was really stupid and I thought that someone like Dave Filoni should have known better to not have somebody get stabbed and then survive. They've been doing this shit for the last, like, three years. When it comes to stabbing in Star Wars, they did it with um, Kenobi and uh, with Reva and, like, they just do all these things where it's like, dude, you're putting these people in situations where they get stabbed, and they shouldn't survive, but they are, and it's not like they're, it's not like their characters, like, a, like an Anakin or a Vader, to where, like, okay, if they get stabbed, um, Vader is the chosen one, so Vader should be able to do something to where, like, if he gets stabbed, he basically can, like, he's wearing a, a cyborg, suit he's wearing a suit that should something you know what i mean but they just they, like reva and sabine like no fuck no reva got reva got stabbed fucking three times when she was a kid when she was an adult and then i think she got stabbed again so i don't i don't know i really don't know i think that dave filoni should have known better to not have a like you don't stab somebody and keep them alive especially when qui-gon died come on I would have done, this is what I would have done to make it better. And to me, this is infinite times better. Remember in episode two, when Obi-Wan fights Count Dooku, Count Dooku is basically toying with Obi-Wan and he slices at his kneecap and I believe he slices at his elbow and he basically wounds Obi-Wan to where he can't pick up a lightsaber, can't stand or walk. Um, it's not paralyzed, he just can't stand or walk because he's wounded. And he's basically playing with this food at that point. They should have did something similar with um, since they're so so great about doing callbacks and stuff, they should have had Shin show her skill with the lightsaber, show how much more advanced she is than 
I would say, um, Sabine, I think they're a similar age, uh, and have her fucking slice at her kneecap, slice at her elbow, maybe slice at the side of her ribs and just like cut her like death by a thousand cuts, cut her, cut her with the lightsaber and then just leave her there. Like basically don't fuck with us. Like I can kill you if I really wanted to. And yeah, like that's what they, I don't know. They should have did that and then end the episode out, but they don't want to do that because the way they ended it with the cliffhanger, we're like, oh my God, is Sabine going to die? No, Sabine's not going to fucking die. She's one of the main characters of the show. Like they're not going to do that. I thought that was just really stupid. No, I wouldn't have done that at all. I would have just had her slice at her kneecap, slice at her elbow, just like Obi-Wan, and then maybe slice at her rib cage on the side. Like, don't slice through her skin, but just, like, you know, kind of peel some off the side right there. Wound her to where she's, like, she's out of it. She's out of breath. She got the wind knocked out of her. A little more than the wind knocked out of her. But she's she's hurt. She's hurt. Then she can heal up. Makes a lot more sense than stabbing her because it just shows that lightsabers are ineffective in star wars when you stab somebody and they can't die but then you got someone like qui-gon who dies by stabbing it was a bigger lightsaber bullshit that's stupid um so i don't know like that was like a big gripe for me in the show um another big gripe is the choreography i didn't really i didn't really notice it at first because when we the, the choreography a lot of people are talking about is like the last uh episode the anakin scenes and I didn't really have a problem with it because I was just kind of like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. It's so cool. It's so awesome. But now that I'm, I've watched it back, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, like this is a kind of weird choreography, especially with Ahsoka. Ahsoka moves really slow. Now, I understand it's not the same as animation to where they can do whatever the fuck they want with computers. It's a live action person. And I don't want to see CGI involved when it comes to a lot of this shit. But... um. I don't know. I think that there can be an explanation for that in the show if they do it, where it's like, look, Ahsoka's like, you know, back in, it's like, in my younger days, I used to be a lot more agile and nimble, but now I've I've garnered a more, I guess, appropriate approach to fighting. You know, I'm not necessarily trying to kill people, but I'm also not like necessarily trying to die. They could have did something. I don't know. Uh, but to play it off, but like there's scenes where you're just, you're seeing shit. You're like, fucking shit. What the fuck are they doing here? Like at least add a decapitation here. Um, but it, it, it's, I don't know. The choreography is not the best, but I look past a lot of it watching the show. Um, so I eventually, eventually Ahsoka, they introduced this character named Maroc. I think is his name. Merrick Maroc. And a lot of people thought he was going to be Starkiller. He wasn't Starkiller. I, I thought that would have been cool. But I don't... I, I was like, that's not going to be Star. I was like, that that would be cool if it was Starkiller. But it's not going to be Starkiller. I knew right away that he had to have been some reanimated corpse that they used Sith or Night Sister magic to bring back from the dead. And I was right. Because when he gets cut in half by, I think it was Ahsoka, um, he gets this mist that comes out of him. It's the Night Sister mist. When they bring somebody back from the dead or they use night sister magic to enhance someone's abilities um he died and he exploded basically i thought that would have been cool to keep him i don't necessarily like seeing characters that look cool get killed off right away but it was a little whatever um i did like i don't know i did like a lot of the set pieces i thought a lot of the stuff was very beautiful i thought like a lot of the scenes were like shin is flying in her starfighter i thought that was cool a lot of really cool stuff here um Bringing in Thrawn, that was awesome. Um, I saw some people commenting about how fat he was. I, uh, okay, that's, that's fucking stupid. I, I don't know. Um, I think that 
when they went to the new galaxy. I thought that was really cool. I thought the hyperspace ring was really cool. I thought there was a lot of cool stuff in this show. The Thrawn, I thought Shin and Balin were great. I was more interested in Balin's story than I was uh, Ahsoka's story, if I'm being honest. When they brought back Anakin in the World Between Worlds, I cried. I teared up. Every time I see Anakin in new media now, I tear and I cry up because that's a character from my childhood. It was a great little moment there, and I'm glad Dave Filoni did it. I was glad to see the World Between Worlds. The flashbacks to the Clone Wars were very nostalgic for me, especially since I grew up with that as a kid. That was all cool to see here. Timor Morrison finally as Captain Rex. I didn't get to see his face, but to see him as Captain Rex, that was cool. A lot of cool stuff. I think it was the storm over Ryloth that they flash back to. Um, I thought a lot of it was a great way to demonstrate to Ahsoka that, yeah, this is this is exactly what you need to learn. And I thought, I thought, I, know, I thought a lot of it was just really well done. Um, Anakin basically turning, like becoming a Sith in the world between worlds and attacking Ahsoka. I thought a lot of that was cool. A lot of the edits have been fucking amazing. Seeing Anakin just badass doing what he does best. Hayden Christensen has not missed a step. Um, it was just really cool seeing a lot of that be able to like, you know, to help Ahsoka come back. It was the whole choice between, do you want to live or you want to die? Like how much do you want to live? Like show how much you want to live. I thought it was like a lot of really cool messages in there. Um, and cause in the show after they end up, uh, finding out what they're doing, they find out what Morgan and Balin and Shin are all planning. They're planning to find Thrawn in this new galaxy, building this hyperspace ring. They realize that in the New Republic, there are some moles, people who are sympathizers with the Empire, which I thought is very, uh, very well done because there's no fucking way that they, they did all this shit in Andor where there's people who are working in the Empire or working in the New Republic that were sympathizers with the Empire or they worked with the Empire. It's like, it's the same thing with like, um, and okay, like the Nazis, the United States getting the not uh, uh, Nazi scientists and Nazi um, engineers to work in NASA. Like you can't sit there and say that half these that some of these motherfuckers that committed war crimes are not so sympathetic towards the Nazi party and have other motives in mind. It's a very it's a and and we're not the only country that's done it. Multiple countries do it with when they when they win the war. They're not just going to kill off engineers on the other side unless they're just that brutal. No, they're going to try to recruit them on their side. Like, okay, come work for us and you'll survive. We'll forgive your war crimes, but you got to work for us for the rest of your life kind of a thing. So they do that with the people of the Empire. And then we see a lot of them just turn on uh, Hera and Ahsoka at the scrapyard and they get into fights with them. They get into the fight with Maroc. That was cool. Um, but we realize that they're building a hyperspace ring to get to the other galaxy to where Thrawn is at. And they have the map, they have all this stuff, and we eventually get the scene where, I, I thought that was cool, the build-up going to the other galaxy, I thought that was cool. Um, we get the scene where Balin uh, shows the map to Ahsoka, Balin and Ahsoka get into a fight where Balin gets the best of Ahsoka and presumably kills her. I didn't think she died, I just thought she fell into the water, I thought it was really weird um, when that happened. I was like, she's not dead, like, I don't know why they're like, showing that she might be dead, Um but Balin is just such a badass, dude. He's so fucking cool. Um, and then and then we get the world between worlds with Ahsoka and Anakin, where Ahsoka basically not comes back from the dead, but refuses to die and chooses to live. Um, we get Jason, Jason Sandula or Jason Dune, whatever his name is, um, using his potential force powers, which I thought was kind of cool. I don't understand how Hera was able to even hear any of this stuff. She shouldn't have been able to. She's not Force-sensitive. Um, I thought that was really weird. 
I did like the stylistic choice of cutting Sabine's hair. A lot of people thought it was like a woke haircut. I didn't think that at all. That was just her short hair that she had in the show. I like that she has her Mandalorian armor. That That's pretty cool. Um, after they eventually travel to the world, not to the, the world between worlds, but after eventually when Sabine gets kidnapped with Shin and um, Balin and Morgan, they get taken to the new galaxy where Thrawn is at. Ahsoka is left behind. They end up using the star whales that can travel through hyperspace that were teased in Mandalorian Season 3. They were also at the end of Star Wars Rebels. I think those are pretty cool characters that they have involved in Star Wars. Um, they migrate to other galaxies through hyperspace. That's pretty cool. Uh, when Ahsoka, after she is kind of redeemed in a sense, when she chooses to live, she uses the whales to help them get to another galaxy. And that's exactly what they do. That's exactly what they do. Hera is uh, at this point is risking her, risking all of her credibility in the New Republic by helping out Ahsoka, helping out find that there's that Thrawn is still in the galaxy. Um, a lot of this was really cool when we get to hear that General uh, Senator Leo Organa is uh, approved of all this stuff. Where C three PO shows up, that's that stuff was cool. That was really cool to see. Obviously, she, she didn't approve of it, but that all of that stuff was really cool. I like how they have Leia in the background. You know. Like, as a senator. You don't need to show her on screen, but it's just cool to see. Uh, or cool to see and cool to hear. Eventually, Ahsoka goes to the New Galaxy with the whales. They get there, and they're attacked. We see Thrawn. Thrawn is introduced. I thought when they introduced him, I thought it was really cool. All the uh, stormtroopers that are sympathizers with Thrawn. A couple stuff didn't make any sense to me. I don't know where they got food and resources to, um, I guess how you say, um, feed these people, I don't know, I, I, they were there for, I don't know, like, I don't know how many years, it was over five years they've been there, I don't know how that ship is still working, where they got fuel, maybe at nearby planets, I don't know, it was really weird, we just don't know a lot about the galaxy that they're in, um, but it was like, I don't know, I kind of overlooked some of that stuff just because I was just so, oh, this is so cool, it's so cool, I thought the outfits for the stormtroopers that they use where they're like, taped up kind of roped together and everything because the outfits are decaying i thought that was cool at first i thought that they were zombie stormtroopers because they've been there for so long no they're just regular people i knew that they were going to do zombie stormtroopers when they introduced the uh, the um the grandmothers of the the night sisters that was cool to see i always love seeing anything involved with the night sisters we find out that morgan elsbeth is a descendant of the night sisters those are her people on dathomir i thought that was really cool she's really hot um we see Sabine basically get lied to that, oh, we're going to let you do this or whatever. And then eventually Thrawn has her, lets her off to go find Ezra, which I thought a lot of this stuff was really stupid because I've talked with people about this where Thrawn is supposed to be this master tactician, this guy who's like, no, 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 let, let it play out, blah, 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 blah. Nah, fuck that, dude. You should have killed Sabine there. Like, based on what happened later, like, no, you should have killed Sabine. Fuck letting her go find Ezra. Like, it just makes him look really stupid. It makes him look really stupid. It's just like you're just letting stuff happen for the plot at this point. And I didn't really appreciate that with Thrawn. Thrawn has been told me that he's always oh, this great character. He knows what he's doing. He's a, a master of war, a master of tacticians and battlefields and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know, man. He made some stupid fucking decisions that ended up not causing his downfall, but putting a wrench in his fucking plans. So I didn't really appreciate them making him look stupid like that all of the time. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and kiss Dave Filoni's ass and be like, oh, he's perfect. He's like, no, not perfect, because this, this all falls on him at the end of the day. He wrote this shit. So I, I just don't understand why they did it. Um, 
it's okay to not have a happy ending for a season. It's okay not to have a happy ending for everybody. Not everybody needs to be, you know, have a happy ending. Sometimes you gotta let the, just let the bad guys win, and the bad, the good guys don't need to get any thing. Don't need to get a single fucking punch in. You know, they can try, but you know, go Rocky Three, go the beginning of Rocky Three. The bad guy can just fucking flat out destroy the good guy. I don't know. Um. Balin starts realizing that there's something is calling to him. Balin has a different calling. He has some sort of something is just, I keep saying calling to him. Something is calling to him. Something is pulling Balin away. And Balin eventually leaves Thrawn and there's, and Thrawn's just like, eh. Like, uh, and then Shin kind of is like with Balin. Balin's like, you must follow your path and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to follow mine. And I'm just much more interested in what's going on with Balin than I am with you know, kind of everybody else, like, I don't know, I just, I just, <laughs> it sucks that Ray Stevenson has passed away, because we won't be able to see this, and it sucks for his family, it's very terrible for someone to pass away in your family, but it just sucks for us, because we won't get to see, unless they recast, what happens, um, but Balin ends up wandering off, Shin ends up staying with Thrawn, and kind of wandering off, we get introduced to one character, that's, uh, Thrawn's kind of right-hand man, Captain Enoch, I thought he was fucking cool, they had, like, that, cool fucking mass that he had, I thought, that, I thought that was really fucking dope, uh, seeing all that kind of stuff, um, the night sisters, the, the mother, the grandmothers, all that stuff is just really cool, eventually Ahsoka and them get to their galaxy, and they try to go after them, and they fail killing Ahsoka multiple times, um, eventually Sabine go, they let, they let Sabine go, like, we promised we let you go and go find your friend, let's go ahead and go find Ezra, so they let her go find Ezra, and she finds Ezra, and I'm kind of just like, this was a really weird moment for me, because I'm like, I don't really give a shit, to be honest, I don't like Ezra, I don't care about Ezra, I got no emotional connection towards Ezra, I already don't got one towards Sabine, I don't give a shit, and then the moment where they reunite, I thought was really emotionless, I'm like, why the fuck wasn't Sabine crying tears of joy that she found her friend? She was just like, Ezra, oh my god, you arrived. You're just alive. Yeah. That's right, Sabine. I'm alive. It's been fucking six, five, six, seven years. <laughs> like, I just thought it was a really stupid moment because I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about this, dude. Who cares? They're playing the music like I'm supposed to care. I don't care. I don't like these characters. Got no connection to these characters. And for God fucking sakes, direct the lady playing Sabine to fucking maybe cry a little. I don't understand. Like, it's supposed to be an emotional moment. You didn't do anything there. Rivals fans. Oh, my God. It's just so awesome. It's so cool seeing this. It's so emotional. Not for me, it wasn't. Maybe for you, it was. Not for me. That's just me. Not for me. So then we get introduced to Ezra in the show. We get introduced to the crab people he's with. Crab people, crab people, talk like man, walk, I don't know, act, walk like crab, talk like people, like that, dude, when I saw these people that, that Ezra's been kicking it with for the last, like, five years, bro, those are fucking crab people from South Park, you will not be able to unsee that shit when I, after me saying that, he fucking gets involved with the crab people, the fucking crab people from South Park, like, I thought they were funny, but it was just like, I couldn't get that out of my head, I was like, what the fuck, why is he with crab people, like, I don't, like, I don't know, I was telling people, like, hey, he's with the crab people, like, it's, that's fucking weird, it's stupid, 
stupid. It's funny. Like, I, I don't hate it. It's just funny. Like, I can't get it. I don't know why I said it was. I hate I didn't say I hate it. I don't know. I just thought it was really funny seeing these crap people that he's going around with. Um, eh, I don't know. It, it, a lot of this, a lot of the stuff in the show with the Rebels characters just really wasn't. It was me. It was me. I don't know. Um, this whole time I'm just like, why the fuck isn't Thrawn killing these people? But I'm getting, I'm being honest. I give this, sh I gave the show a lot of passes, man. I give, I, I'm now that I'm looking back on it, I, be, I gave the show a lot of passes from an honest standpoint. I don't know why. I think it's just because I was so interested with Balin and everything. Like Balin and Shin, I thought that I fucking love both their characters. I thought they were amazing. If the show was just about them, fuck, man, that would have been amazing. Like, Ahsoka in this show, to me, was just, like, outshined. And I love Ahsoka. I like Rosario Dawson. But she was just outshining a lot of this show. Um, eventually, Thrawn sends people after Ezra and Sabine. They get attacked. And uh, we get a fight scene with Ahsoka, Shin, uh, Sabine, and Ezra against Thrawn's people and some of their mercenaries. And... You know, it plays out where the good guys win. Um, Ezra doesn't want to use his lightsaber because I can't. No, no, use my lightsaber. Like, dude, fuck off. You're about to die right now. Use your fucking lightsaber. Like, oh, uh, that, shit, that shit is just stupid. It's just dumb. You make these characters kind of just make dumb decisions. Um, this whole time, I'm just like, why the fuck is Thrawn waiting here? Fucking leave. Go. Go, motherfucker. Who are you waiting for? We have to make sure Lady Tano is not alive. Like, no, you fucking don't. Leave her stranded in the galaxy. She's not going to be able to fucking get out. Go. Go. Get the fuck out of here and never come back. Leave them in this galaxy that they can start their own Jedi Order out here. That's what they should do. Abandon Ahsoka in this galaxy. Leave her over here. And I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to do. Leave her in this galaxy. And you fucking go do your thing. Go take over the other galaxy. Let Ahsoka have this one. She can't get out. And let her start her own Jedi Order there. Bam. That's all you gotta do. Now we got content for after the sequels. Bazam. I just came up with a fucking million dollar idea for you there, Disney. No. Um, I don't know. I, I was just getting really pissed off at, a, at Thrawn. Just like, I'm like, bro, you're supposed to be this fucking guy that knows what he's doing. And you don't, you're just coming off like you don't know what you're doing. I don't know. Eventually, um, Morgan Elsbeth gets powers from the Night Sisters and becomes, I think, a grandmother or something like that. And she looks really, like, even more hot. Uh, <laughs> no. She gets these powers where her eyes are all blackened out. She gets these tattoos on her face. It's really fucking cool. And then eventually they kill her off. They give her this Night Sister blade, the, the blade of Talzin, Mother Talzin, and she ends up dying. I thought that was, I don't know, I just thought that was just really stupid. Like, I don't like when they introduce this cool elements to characters and then they kill them off in the same episode. Um, I would have rather seen Sabine and Ezra die. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I just, like, some of the stuff at the end of the show is like, dude, fucking finally you're leaving Thrawn. He rains hellfire on them when they're trying to get into a ship and he fucking misses all of them. Like, buddy, buddy, what are you doing? Like, this doesn't make any sense. This is just stupid. You, you just make Thrawn look like a fucking idiot the whole time. Meanwhile, Balin's on his journey, and we don't see any of that until the last scene of the episode, which I believe a lot of it was cut out because Rey died, unfortunately. Um, so that's a little bit of an excuse there. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I'm glad Shin didn't die. Um, 
but it's just like the ending of this show with the climax when they're like trying to board Thrawn's ship. Um, eh, eh. They don't succeed, basically. And Sabine and Ezra uh, and Ahsoka board into the ship. They take out a bunch of the stormtroopers in like the stupidest way. They're just like ba-doom, 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 deflecting things. Like it's that one scene in Deadpool two where he's like swinging all his blades while Cable's shooting at him on the on that um, that convoy, and like he's just swinging his blades and like the bullets are getting like I don't know. I just thought it was really stupid. Like let's have this one shot that somebody's gonna be able to sign at a comic con where you see. Sabine, Ahsoka, and Ezra there. That's going to be like a cool image for that, an 8x10 for them to, sh- you know, sign on there. It's going to have Ezra, Ahsoka, and Sabine. That's going to be cool. That's what I thought about when I fucking saw that shot. Like, dude, F- Sabine, I don't know where her jetpack was. She lost her jetpack a while ago. Use a thermal detonator. Ahsoka, run at these motherfuckers. Badoom, badoom, badoom. Cut off their fucking heads like you were in Mandalorian Season 2, running through the shadows. Like, I want to see that, Ahsoka. What the fuck happened? Like, kill these motherfuckers. Bam! Bam, kill him. No, they're just like fucking deflecting stuff back at them. And I just thought it was really lame. I'm like, what the fuck? And I've seen the edits, not the edits. I've seen the footage in slow motion now. It looks really fucking stupid. They should have been decapitating these motherfuckers. Like, don't just deflect fucking blaster bolts back into them. It would have made it more cool when the Night Sisters used their magic to bring them back from the dead, which they've done before. So it's not a new thing in Star Wars. They've done it before. They did it on Dathomir with the dead Night Sisters. It was really fucking cool. And they ended up losing the battle against Grievous where he wiped out the rest of their clan. But I thought it was really cool. I really wish that he would have or that they would have brought them back, like cut off some of their arms, cut off some of their heads, and then all of a sudden have some of them come back from the dead. Like that would have been fucking cool. Stab some of them. And it was cool seeing them, but I wanted to see like left for dead zombies where they're just running at them like they were, not just like Kino de Toten zombies. No, 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 no. I want to see left for dead Star Wars zombies just running at these motherfuckers. World War Z type zombies where they're just fucking charging at them. Like create some create some I don't know a sense of urgency with these characters you know um because other than that it's just like they're taking this really slow and Thrawn's still not fucking taking off so eventually Ahsoka's like I got this you guys go no we're not leaving you you guys go okay fine Ezra and Sabine go to try to board Thrawn's ship it's fucking finally taken off and they're like we're not gonna make it we're going to do a force jump. I'm gonna, You're going to jump, and then I'm going to push you with the force. And Sabine gets the force, and she pushes Ezra. Ezra ends up landing on the ship, takes out some of the stormtroopers on there, and Sabine's like, I'm not going. I'm going to help Ahsoka. Okay, fine. And then Ezra boards the ship, beats up one of the stormtroopers, and takes his armor. And then uh, Thrawn takes off into the leaves the galaxy. And, uh, yeah. So Thrawn goes into the into our galaxy or the the, gal- the main galaxy, and eventually, uh, at the end of the episode, I, gu- I guess somehow, some fucking how, Ezra stole a ship from Thrawn's uh, hangar and flew out of there. Like I don't understand how any of this shit happened. Like Thrawn is supposed to be this fucking master of war, master of like all this shit, and he's letting all this shit just happen. Like bro. Don't give me the shit where it's like Palpatine where I see everything. It's okay. Let it happen. We will win. No, that shit is lazy. It's so stupid. I didn't believe fucking Palpatine when he said that shit. He didn't fucking know. It's just fucking cocky. No, you just make your character look, you make your villain look like a fucking idiot when you let shit like that happen. 
Make it make fucking sense. Maybe don't even let Ezra escape. How about you capture Ezra? How about you capture Ezra? Like, motherfucker, we saw you board the fucking ship. We have cameras on this fucking thing. You can't just take a fucking ship and leave. Like, how the fuck did he get the ship out of the hangar and fly away where they were just like, hey, uh, who, 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 uh, who let that unauthorized ship just fly out of the hangar? Eh, it's whatever. It's probably a malfunctioning droid. Like, dude, what the fuck was that? Like, how the hell did he get out of there without getting blasted by a Star Destroyer cannon? Come on. Come on. Like, it's just shit like this where it just fucking upsets me. Um, so eventually Sabine and Ahsoka are stranded on the planet. And uh, they're basically, I guess they're going to, I don't know, maybe form their own little colony, Jedi or something. I don't know. Ezra ends up going onto the New Republic ship where uh, Hera is at, and they reunite there. Hey, Hera, and takes off his helmet or whatever. I, like I said, I don't give a shit. I don't care about the Rebels characters at all. Um, we end up seeing Shin with the uh, the locals, the local warrior people that are there on our planet. She ignites her lightsaber. I thought that was cool. Um, we see Balin. Something was calling to him. We see Balin standing on the arm of the father, and the son is next to him, and the daughter's statue is destroyed. It's missing. I thought that was fucking cool. That's, like, the coolest part of the episode, in my opinion. Um, aside from the last part. The last, last part. And we see Balin looking off into the distance, and there's something in the distance glowing. I didn't see it at first, but I saw it after. There's something in the distance glowing. I hope Maybe it's a temple. I don't know. But... I think it's really fucking cool. We got to see the Mortis gods there. That shit is cool. I want to see Sam Witwer play the son or somebody in live action. Bring this motherfucker in, dude. Have him play Stark. Somebody. Somebody. Fucking bring in Starkiller. I don't give a fuck. Bring in Starkiller. I want to fucking see Starkiller in all his glory. Bring in the son. They're all voiced by Sam Witwer. Do something. <sighs> but I don't know what they're going to do with Balin. Because Ray Stevenson passed away. I hope that they don't just leave it open-ended. Oh, it's just what happens. Some, I've been hearing people say that Abeloth is going to come in. It's a character in Legends. This this entity that is like just chaos. You know, a chaotic entity. I don't know. Um, I really don't know what they're going to do uh, with him. I've seen some people fan-casting Leif Schreiber as Balin. I've seen the images looks pretty fucking cool i don't know i think the only way to either bring back balin is there's three ways actually and one is the most con the last one's probably the most controversial that i'm not really a big fan of but i can see them doing if they get permission first one recast somebody who looks like him i seen leaf schreiber maybe that sounds pretty cool two animation through like a tales of the sith or tales of the jedi kind of thing and just get somebody with the voice Three, you do it with AI. <laughs> and that's not, I'm not the biggest fan of that. But that's only allowed with permission from the family. I highly doubt Ray Stevenson would have been like, oh yeah, if I die, don't continue my character. It's not like how people did it when they did it with fucking T'Challa. Oh, well, he wouldn't have wanted this. How the fuck do you know? First off, Disney owns the fucking character. Second off, you don't fucking know them. Now one might say, you don't know him either. Maybe he wouldn't have wanted it. But I, I I don't know. These people are fan of the franchises. I don't think that they're going to be that selfish in death. Be like, no, don't ever recast me. Don't ever do it. You know? Point is, I want to see Balin come back. Somehow. 
somehow Balin returned. That's what I want to see. That one I'll be happy with. Um, and then the last bit of the episode, we see Ahsoka. It's at night. We see Ahsoka and Sabine talking, and Ahsoka looks off into the distance. And Sabine's like, what are you looking at? And she's like, nothing, nothing. And she smiles, and we zoom out, and we see our boy, Hayden Christensen, Anakin as a Force ghost, watching over Ahsoka. I cried. I teared up. It was. I'm getting teared up right now. It was very just happy to see that that i don't know that was i think that's why when this show ended i was like i really like the show i i like the show i can watch the show again i really can not like kenobi i can't watch that show again i can watch the show again um there's things in it that i didn't like a lot of things i didn't like there were some things i did like but seeing anakin at the end watching over ahsoka and he'll always be with her that was cool to see that was a very heartfelt moment there so yeah that is the Ahsoka show. That's what I think about the Ahsoka show, what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, I'm going to talk about the Maul thing that I brought up earlier. I've been seeing some people think, oh, Maul's going to come back. The Night Sisters are going to bring back Maul from the dead. Okay, I don't think that they should do that. I think he's dead. As much as I want to see Maul come back, it's too late now. It's too late. You can't have Maul come back at this point in time. You can have him come back in the Solo universe, Solo timeline, where it's like years before. You still could do it. They tease at the end of Solo. Crimson Dawn, I'm fucking saying, I've been saying this for so long now, Crimson Dawn TV show, bring him back, bring in Ray Park, do the fucking live action, have Sam Witwer do the dub over of The Voice, that's all you gotta do, but they're not doing that, maybe he'll show up in Lando, I don't know, but Maul coming back now, there's only one way they could do it, you resurrect his corpse from the dead, and you have him, you have him do something where he's just like in pain, like, I can't die in peace or something like that. And you, you do something. His eyes are red all the like I don't know. They could do something like a zombified mall, but he is brought back with Night Sister magic, and that's the only way he can stay alive. And they could do something. I don't know, but I, I don't really want to see it to be honest. Yeah. So I don't know. There's not really much to say. What would I give this show out of ten? I'd give the show a solid. A solid seven. Would I rewatch it? Yeah, I'll rewatch it. Not anytime soon, uh, but I'm not. I'll rewatch it. Um, it, do I think Dave Filoni should be the head of Star Wars completely? No, I really don't. Honestly, I, I think that he should be the guy that like this is what story we should focus on. This is what story we should focus on, and this is what story we should focus on. I think they need to get other people who are know what they're talking about with Star Wars. John Favreau. And I don't think John Favreau should be the only one heading stuff because we saw what happened with Mandalorian season three. I'm blaming that on John Favreau, and maybe a little bit Dis a lot more Disney too. But I'm still blaming it on them. Like these are the guys that wrote these things. I don't know how you go from Mandalorian season one and two to three, and then I don't know how you go from Tales of the Jedi and Bad Batch to this. I don't know. I, I just think that, like George Lucas, these guys have instincts that they. And they have things and their worst instincts that they use in these shows and movies that they need to have somebody there to be like, hey, hold on. Let's maybe not do that. Let's do this this way. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Have guys that add criticism there constructively, just like George Lucas did. That's what they need to do. So is there going to be an Ahsoka season two? Yeah, fucking maybe five years later, four years later. Um, But I, I don't know. I'm more focused on Balin's story right now. I want to see what, happen with, with, what happens with Balin next. And Shin, I don't really care about. And then maybe Thrawn, do some stuff with bring back Luke. 
like they did do something um but yeah i don't know that's what i give the show seven out of ten i hope you guys enjoyed what i had to say um there's nothing really much else to say about the show that i haven't already said so thank you guys for listening thank you guys for hearing what i had to say positive and negative remember you guys can watch the show you can enjoy it if you like the rebels characters that's completely fine enjoy the rebels characters enjoy those characters if you grew up with them i didn't like them i didn't care about them had no emotional connection if i would have had an emotional connection to those characters i probably would have given the show a higher rating but because i didn't i have to be honest and that's what my honest opinion was seven out of ten so that's it i hope they focus on balin i hope they do something rest in peace to ray stevenson uh thank you dave filoni i i appreciate dave filoni nonetheless as much as i'm saying like oh he did this he did this wrong and he does right. I still appreciate him nonetheless. And I'm, I'm glad that we got a guy at least working on Star Wars that cares about it. So we got some stuff we got to work out. I thought that this, like I said, if this show was terrible, 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 like god awful like Kenobi, I would have probably stopped watching Star Wars. If I'm being completely honest, I would have been like, you know what, dude, fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm tired of being fucked around with like, no, but it wasn't. This gave me a hope for Star Wars. So, gotta thank Dave Filoni for that, at least. But anyway, guys, that's all I really gotta say. Hope you enjoyed what I had to say. Hope you guys enjoyed Ahsoka if you did. If you didn't like it, that's fine. You're all entitled to your own opinions about the show. Got nothing else to really say about it. This has been the No Limit Lab. I'm your host, Eloy. Thank you guys for listening to my review on Ahsoka Season 1. And get ready, because we're gonna get more Star Wars content in the future. We're gonna get more content on here in the future. This has been the No Limit Lab. I'm your host, Eloy. You guys have a great night. Thank you.